Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. My name is Rebecca. I'm a homeschool mom. I am a mom of five. I was homeschooled myself. And today's episode, as promised, is actually not about homeschooling at all. That's right. Today's episode is a Godcast instead of a podcast. <laughs> Shaboom. Um, anyways, I really have felt some things on my heart, but I have been holding back because I'm really trying to keep content related to homeschooling and not go completely off the edge into just, you know, preaching at you guys at every given moment because I have so many things. And if I could talk about anything, it would be God. <laughs> so I decided that on Mondays, I am going to do my regular one. But if I really feel something on my heart, I'm going to do it as a special midweek episode. And that's what this is. So if you are tuning into this and you are looking for a Keep Calm Homeschool On episode, please check out my Monday episodes. Um, Pretty much every other episode up until this moment is about homeschooling. So I just want to be really clear so you guys do know. Second thing you need to know is that my kids are awake. So there's going to be some background noise um, that you are definitely going to hear, possibly some interruptions. Just want to make sure that we all are aware of that situation. And lastly, you are probably going to want some coffee, something warm to drink if you're listening to this in the evening, some tea, um, maybe your Bible or a journal to just write about what you feel God is saying to you. And I'm going to get right into it. So let's get started. All right, so what I want to talk to you about today, I'm going to kind of take you on a journey and tell you a lot of my own personal stories, but I want to talk about the balance between contentment and between dreaming and vision. And I want to use myself as a personal example because I think I see this happen a lot. I think people look at me and they see what I accomplish and they think that that is I've arrived, that that is some sort of a great big dream that only if one day maybe they could as well. And it's this picture in their head. And I want to kind of debunk that myth. And I want to tell you the backstory of where I am today, how I've gotten here, my testimony of what God has done in my life. And of course, this isn't everything. I can't share absolutely everything at this point, but one day I'll get to you. And I am super passionate about this. I've, I've told God, I mean, right now I'm talking about homeschooling and that for me is being content. Um, if, if I'm talking about dreaming big, I want to be speaking in women's conferences. I want to be traveling. I want to talk about God. I want to talk about him. So of course I bring him into all my sessions. When I talk at a homeschool convention, it all ties back to him. Everything does. But um, that's my my heart and my passion. So um, anyways, and I've told him, you know, God, one day if I could talk about business and my testimony in business and bringing you into business, that's like the cherry on top. So one day, one day he's going to open the door for me to get to talk about my business and everything that he has done, which is just amazing, you guys. But anyways, today we're keeping a little more general. We're talking overall for those of you that may be struggling with contentment. For those of you that are are maybe not content with just being a mom or just being a homeschool mom or just being a wife and following exactly whatever your husband's career and dreams and aspirations are, which again, please know I am not speaking against that in any way. I strongly believe in um, a biblical role model of submitting to my husband. That just looks different for us, I think, than for a lot of people because we are very on board and we talk about everything everything and make every decision together. But yes, I do and have submitted to my husband. So just putting that out there because I know someone's going to take that out of context. But I'm also the person 
that has always wanted more. I've always wanted more. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, We're going to talk about a lot of things. I do have a little bit of notes. I did pray about this before. And even right now, I just want to invite God. I want to invite you, Holy Spirit, to just come and say what you want to say and to speak what you want to speak, to use me as a vessel that I would just be totally surrendered to what you want to say. And that if there's someone out there that needs to hear something specific, God, we just give you permission right now to speak. We open our hearts and our ears and our minds to hear you, Father. And uh, we just thank you for what we are going to be hearing today, which is a testimony of you, because you are the one who is everything, absolutely everything. So thank you for who you are. And uh, we just invite you in today. All right. So here we go. Fame. Let's start with fame. All right. Oh, you guys, I feel like in today's culture, fame is so big. It's so big. It's what we all kind of, whether we admit it or not, in the back of our heads, there's this thing of of being famous, this awe thing. I mean, that's why we follow the stars. That's why we we want to know everything that's happening in our life, partly because it's a very appealing concept to be famous. And if you do not feel that way, I think you're in the minority. I think that most people, I think a lot of people wouldn't admit to it because they hate that. However, I think it's still ingrained in us. I actually think that the reason it's ingrained in us is twofold. I mean, the Bible says that we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers, right? We know that verse. Okay, so if we're not battling against flesh and blood, I do believe that attached to fame is a spirit. I absolutely 100% believe there is a spiritual battle here and that there is an actual spirit attached to this this feeling of this desire for fame. And I, so I think that on the negative side that exists, but I actually think there's a positive side to that. I think the reason that we are so enamored with fame is because of a deep rooted and actually healthy desire that God made us to be known. I believe that it actually stems from, and the root of it is good. The root of it is we want to be known and God made us to want to be known. And actually the one person that can fulfill that and actually truly know us to the extent we want to be known is him, right? So he made us that way with this hole that wants to be known and he made it so that we would actually desire him. But that actually gets a little bit off track when we begin to seek fame, when we begin to seek for other people to validate us, for other people to know us, because other people actually won't truly know us. Other people are selfish and also going through their own things in their life, and they are not fully going to know you or always care about everything that is happening in your life. So instead of turning our eyes to God to fill this God-given kind of hole in us, we turn to people. And so I think that the root of it is good, but I think that the enemy comes in and he twists it. He has an agenda and I believe, and I don't, I, I am not somebody, one day I do pray for it, the gift of, of discerning spirits and actually knowing, like I want to know names so I can speak and rebuke. But I do know that regardless of whether I know your name, I know that there is a spirit attached to fame. And I know this because I have experienced this in my past. So let's go to story hour and talk a little bit about, um, for myself. So about two years ago, I went through something really significant in my business where I 
um, was actually before it actually happened, which is so God. Oh God, you're so good. Okay. Before it actually happened, a couple weeks before it happened, I was in church in the middle of worship and I so strongly felt God say to me, what if I asked you to give up your blog? And I'm like, uh, weird. I remember coming home and talking to my husband and being like, God, like just randomly, I I really felt like he was saying this in the middle of worship. I wasn't even like trying to hear God's voice. I was singing to him and it's like something came down. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, we were kind of like, that's, that's really weird. And we talked about it a bit, but it just seemed like, you know, maybe I misheard. (laughs) Let's just, let's just say it that way. Right. So it now, every time I'm like in the car, I'm driving, I'm doing things. I'm still kind of getting this constantly. Like it's in my head. I can't shake it. So we were going to this um, Hearing God seminar. That's our water pump, guys, because we live in an acreage. Anyways, we were going to this Hearing God seminar, and I was, you know, you know, we're supposed to ask God certain questions and and spend time journaling and looking through Scripture and um, just just practicing listening to God's voice and. And during this time, again, we're supposed to be writing about something completely different. We're supposed to be asking something completely different. Here am I like sitting there and I'm like, God, what do you think about this verse? And what comes back? What if I asked you to give up your blog? I'm like, um, where is this coming from? So then we have to share around the table what God says about this verse, what we feel like God is saying to us. And I'm like, um, well, actually we're having a different conversation right now. So it was this, this really like two week process of already he was, he was preparing me for what was coming. And I mean, some of you I know have been following me long enough that you can probably assume, but I am not going to talk about it, but I went through some really big major thing in my business life where I almost did have to give up absolutely everything. And I was asked to give up more and more and more and more and God just took me on this journey but see he had already prepared me for this so as I walked through this and I had to give up a little bit more and I had to give up a little bit more and I had to give up a little bit more I began to realize that I had an unhealthy attachment to this whole blogging thing. I had found too much of my identity in what you guys thought of me. I had found too much of my confidence in being known by people, by lots of people. And I really liked it. Like I really liked it. I had an unhealthy attachment. I had a spiritual um, attachment to my blog and specifically this spirit of fame and that needed to die. And I truly believe looking back on my journey that the entire purpose of what I went through for almost, it was it was oh, six months at least. Um, I really believe that although at that moment it felt like the worst case scenario, it felt like I was dying. I mean, can't even tell you how many times I cried and just felt so incredibly broken and that God was asking me to give up more and asking me to give up more and asking me to you know, turn my head and slap me on this side and turn my head and slap me, give you my coat. I mean, everything, just, just more and more and more. And I just, I felt like I, I just was at rock bottom. I really was because this was not just about my business. This was about my identity. And it was just such a painful, painful, painful process. But I really had to get to the place. And eventually I did where I said, all right, God, yeah, I give it up. I will walk away from this entire thing. And in the back of my head, I was like, just kind of slipped it in there. I was like, and I'll start 
talking about you. I'm just going to start a new blog and it's going to be all about you because that's really what I've wanted to do from the beginning anyways. And so now I'll just be untethered. I'm in. I'm in. And all of a sudden, like I was at the point where I was completely surrendered. I was willing to lose it all. Every subscriber, my entire Facebook page, everything that I had built, all those followers, all that time invested, which is what felt like such a travesty to me in the beginning is the the time spent away from my family, that sacrifice for nothing. But I was like, God, I trust you. I am willing and I will walk away from this. And at that moment of total and complete surrender, no joke. It was like, great. I'm so glad you got to that point because I'm actually not going to ask you to do that. I'm actually going to say this is yours. And now I'd had this complete change of heart. I was like, what? But I'm will, I I actually kind of want to talk about you, God. Actually, I, I'm, I've had a change of heart. Like I want to do this instead. And then I started to battle and struggle with the idea of having to box me in again to talking about curriculum. I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go back to talking about curriculum again. And I, I was so struggling now on a totally different aspect and so strongly. This is one of those moments, these just key moments in my life where I've heard God so incredibly strongly. It was, I felt like he said to me, do not diminish what I've given you. And I knew at that moment how true that was because everything that I have, if you've ever listened to any of my videos or podcasts where I share about my beginning, I started this whole thing by not I started. There was no I in this. It was God. God literally had people email me um, all the books I've written. This has been God, 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 God. There has been nothing of my own that has been poured into me beginning this. I didn't even know this whole world existed. This is God. So I knew that, yeah, I know you've given it to me. And then I will not diminish it. And so again, I had to learn this lesson of contentment if God asked me to sit on the bench. And I had to learn this idea of contentment when God said, even if you have a different vision or dream or a place you want to go, I'm telling you right now, this is what you are called to. Don't you dare diminish it. And so I, I had to find this. It was like this, this spank (laughs) where I was like, oh, okay. All right, fine. I will not diminish. I know that you gave this to me. And if you want me in on this, then I'm in. And so that was this this whole kind of journey to realizing this unhealthy attachment with fame that I had. And where I was finding my identity from was not right. And God's saying, I want you to find your identity from me. And then after all of that, that breaking of things in myself and refocusing of things, then it was now I want you to understand Rebecca, that I have given you this and I want you to walk this path and this is me and you will walk where I tell you to walk. And so you guys, God has been so incredibly faithful and I, I, I have so much more to say, but just right now you have to know that my testimony, someone needs to hear that God has been faithful to me because somebody is wondering about the journey they're going through and, and, and if they're known by anyone or I don't know, I don't know how God is going to use this. It could be in a completely different area of your life. But God is faithful. God is faithful in the middle of the storm when it feels like 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 you are completely drowning. God is faithful when you feel like you are losing everything. God is faithful when you feel at the end of your rope. God is faithful when things are going good and you even begin to forget about him. He is still faithful. He is still there. All right, and rant. Let's go back to fame. Now, 
I don't know why I wrote this down and I don't know exactly. It doesn't actually tie into what I'm talking about today at all, but it's something that is stewing in the back of my head and possibly could show up later. This fame um, spirit, it is strong in our generation. So I'm talking to, you know, I forget the generations. What are they? Gen Z, I think, and and millennial. Like I'm right at the the upper end of millennial and, you know, my husband is Gen Z. So I'm talking about us, okay? We all have this we this this weakness this um this idea and the struggle with finding our identity in the right places Every, i think everybody does i think that's actually all of humanity by the way but anyways what i see that super concerns me is as, as difficult and hard and and big as this issue is for us i believe that it is tenfold for our children whatever this is is tenfold for our children the battle that they will face in this realm, I see it in my kids now. I see kids becoming YouTube sensations and stars, and I see my own children seeing that stuff and and wanting to emulate that and complete and total and utter fascination and awe with anyone who's famous. And even asking that all the time, are they, they ask me, you guys, all the time, are you famous? My mom's famous. And we've had all these discussions about that where, no, by the way, I'm not famous. Um, 99% of the world, actually 99.9% of the world has no idea who I am. Like just because, but, but they have this fascination and it scares me a little bit. It's one of these things that I'm like, I'm praying about and, and trying to figure out how I can teach my kids. And we do, we have many, many, many discussions. We talk about the negatives with, um, being famous. And and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those things today, but, but I see this as a real thing that we have to battle, not only for ourselves, but I see this as a real thing we have to battle for our kids. And I so strongly believe, you know that thing of your sins are passed on for seven generations and generational sin and generational strongholds. I don't know um, if you've done a lot of research on that, but that is a biblical um, concept. And I, I very strongly believe that when we see breakthrough in this area of our lives, of finding contentment and of seeking our identity through God rather than through people, even if it's in that smallest of sense, even if you don't actually struggle in the big sense of fame, if you struggle with seeking your identity from people and what people say, you know, being a people pleaser, that actually the root of that is that you are seeking people to validate you rather than God. And if I think that the more that we can work on that in ourselves and begin to find our identity and find our confidence in God and in Christ, then I believe that we will see naturally breakthrough in our kids from this because the enemy is going to work on you and whatever strongholds he gets on you, I believe he has those with our kids. So I just am throwing that in there and I don't even know why. I don't know why I wrote it down, but I know that this is true because I'm seeing it right now in my kids, in other people's kids, the complete awe and even worship of people and the idea of fame. And it is something that I just really believe we need to be aware of and battling. Let's move on going back to um, what we're talking about today. Okay. So let's say that to an extent I do have an element of influence. Okay. I'm, I'm called probably an influencer. And I, when I went through the whole thing with the good and the beautiful, I'm not sure how many of you watched all of that, but I went through a huge, huge, huge thing where I was using some curriculum. Um, and then I really felt like God asked me to step away from that and to, um, 
to, I guess, explain why I stepped away from it and even give a little bit of a word of warning of what he was saying to me about that. And um, it exploded. And even in that, a lot of people were like, one of the reasons that I felt like I needed to speak out was um, because I, I, I am shocked actually sometimes by what I do or what I say, people follow, they do it. Literally, I have had so many people like go and use exactly what I tell them to use for curriculum. Oh, Rebecca said this and so we did it. And, and I'm not diminishing that, but what it says to me is I have influence. I have influence. And a lot of people were like, how dare you? You prideful person who believes you have influence. You think that you, we're all responsible for own decisions. You do not, you know, dictate what I, well, of course not. Of course, everyone makes their own decisions. But we cannot deny the fact that when you have a great number of people following and watching what you do and feeling like they have relationship with you or that they can relate to you, yeah, I have influence. I see it every single day of my life. What I say, the words I say, the even the funny little videos I post, sometimes I've like taken them down right away because I realize, oh my goodness, people are watching every step I take, every move I make, every word I say, what I do has influence and it matters. And so I felt like I had to speak because people were following just because I'd said it and I needed to speak out on that. So I, I have realized in, in this kind of journey to my own now, okay, now I have a, a healthier attachment with my confidence and my identity and, and realizing that I had, I had this little bit of, of spirit of, you know, fame and reaching for what was not what God had for me and all of this stuff. So I've gone through this huge journey two years ago, and now I'm trying to walk back in to influence without letting it, um, attach to my heart without letting it attach to my identity and instead seeing this as God's. And so in that whole journey, I, um, God has been so faithful. He's brought some people into my life, um, some speakers that came around where I, I have given my entire business to him. And I actually don't now take any ownership for anything that I do before a video, before a podcast. Um, I now, I pray for every single thing. I pray for every single business decision I make because in that sense, it isn't me doing anything. So I can't take the glory glory for anything. It is all him. Every idea I have, oh, that was God's. Every person that is touched by, you know, more than words or by books that I write, I know that's him. I'm like, good job, God. So I don't take any unhealthy anything from that for the most part. I mean, I'm sure the enemy is always against me and I pray about it and all this stuff, but but it's become a lot easier in that sense because I now, I, I operate completely under him. But I'm saying this so that I can basically say that to an extent in the homeschool realm, in the the niche that God has placed me, I do have a level of influence. And I guess according to the world, a, a level of fame where, where people know me when I go to a conference or whatever, um, they've watched me, they've listened to me and they feel like they can relate to me and that I, I am somebody that is similar to them and all of that stuff. So I have an element of this. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I want to, for anyone out there that is saying, um, you know, that views me as she's arrived, I'm over here just raising my kids at home and I have this vision of so much greater and um, I want to be where you are. So I'm laying this groundwork, okay? That's why I'm saying all of this stuff is to lay the groundwork in a humble way so that you're not looking to me, you're understanding the whole picture of it. But I want to lay the groundwork so that I can say for anyone out there that is looking at me and thinking I've arrived, I'm where you want to be. Understanding a couple of things. Number one, with this idea of fame, this idea of of wanting to be known and heard, 
Um, I have a literal army that supports me. For every one of me, there are hundreds and thousands of views. Literally, hundreds and thousands of views. I have an army of people who pray for me, who support me, who volunteer their time, who reach out and write encouraging emails or Facebook messages, or um, I have a couple really close friends that I confide in with absolutely everything and are a huge part of everything that I do. Um, I literally can't do this on my own. When you are, if you're looking, I'm, I'm trying to debunk a little bit of in yourself, in, in, in our hearts, this idea that this is so great because you have to know, it's like the idea of a city on a hill. I am on a hill. I have climbed, 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 or God has elevated me. And now I'm on this hill and I am a target. I am not just a target for the enemy. Which, by the way, I face the kind of spiritual battle I am facing right now is something I have never before faced in my life, ever. It is intense. It is constant. It is unceasing. So I am constantly facing spiritual battle. On top of that, I am constantly facing battle in 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 my own life. People are constantly throwing stuff at me. I'm an easy target because I stand out, and I feel, in a lot of senses, hated, like hate it. I feel hatred poured out at me. And so this idea of, oh, she's arrived. Look, she's on the hill. Uh, yeah, I've arrived into standing alone, feeling alone a lot. I have my husband. And like I said, I've got two really close friends. I have a few people I talk to. I have a handful, but I feel super, super, super alone, isolated a lot and like I am I am just receiving attack on all sides there is no defense attack on all sides so what I've done is God well what God's done is he has sent me people so I literally no joke have a group of people that pray for me and I give requests and they just they're there to it's like my intercessor team they're there to support me and stand behind me and around me and surround me with prayer and do battle because I I can't I can't do all the battle on my own. It's too much. So I, I'm telling you these things because I want you to understand from the other side. I want you to understand from the other side what it looks like and how difficult it can be so that it debunks maybe a little bit of that feeling of that's what arrived looks like. Now, let's go back down. Um, let's bring this down to what we're actually talking about today, which is contentment. Um, our sermon on Sunday was fantastic. And one of the things that um, our pastor talked about was what it means to have a righteous life and that to be a good person, it actually means to be faithful with the small things, to just live a good life, to to be faithful with the small things. And sometimes we get so caught up in the big things, we neglect the small things. You see this happen actually a lot. When I was studying for missionary stories for my middle school, um, More Than Words Bible curriculum, you see a lot of times... Um, like, man, guys, I'm reading these stories and I'm like, well, these are people that we, we don't worship, but they are on a huge pedestal. We talk about them a lot. These are famous missionaries, long, long, long gone. And yet sometimes I read these stories and I'm like, that just seems unhealthy to me. They left their families completely, completely, not all of them, but a lot of them. And they know, of course, God may have called them into that, but but there is this aspect, there's this this thing in my head where I feel like 
when you have a family, you are called to your family. When you have kids, you are called to your kids. That is first. And I think sometimes in ministry, especially we see this happen and it's, it's totally a weakness. You're so pouring out on other people. You neglect the people that are actually, you know, you're called to, you know, you're called to your kids because God gave them to you. So yes, that is part of your calling. And yet we're so focused on outwards. We neglect what's actually the closest around us, our, our most powerful sphere of influence. And so I, I see this idea of, what he was talking about on Sunday was that we have to see what's in front of us is not to say we can't dream big, but there's this whole thing of living your best life now. And, and you know, God's not finished with you yet. And, and you're going to be used in powerful and huge ways. And, and while we believe that, and I do believe that, and we're going to talk about that, there's also a balance of the other side, which is also, you cannot neglect what God has given you today. So that's actually what I want to talk about. Now that we have this whole background information, I want to talk about the big dream, which whether it's fame or whether it's to be known or whether it's to be used in some big capacity, okay? Because maybe it's not fame at all. Maybe for you it is, I just want to be used. That was what it was for me. That's always been since I was a child. I had this Isaiah thing on my life where I've always wanted to be used. And yeah, I want to be used with my kids. I want to be used in my marriage, but I want to be used. God, if you're literally looking for people, if you're looking for missionaries, if you're looking for someone to be used, then use me. Here am I. Use me. Use me. Use me. Use me for anything. I am open to you for absolutely anything. So so why not make it big, God? Because I'm willing. I'm willing to do whatever you say for me. So for me, it stems from, again, a good place doesn't mean that it can't get twisted along the way because that's what the enemy does. But, and that's what human nature does. However, I, I really wanted to be used by God. I still do. That is what drives me is I want to be used by God. And my biggest now, my biggest um, encouragements, my biggest moments of this is why I'm doing this is when somebody comes back and it's a God story of how I was going to give up, but then God drew me to this. I watched this one video and now I'm using this and everything is different. And it's because of, because you were faithful to speak, God used me. And it's those small things. It's the small moments. It's those small testimonies of how God is using more than words or God is using that video I did or God is using that podcast that drive me to keep going and be faithful in this. Because let me tell you, I have dreams of even bigger. You may think I've arrived. I'm always looking way out there, you guys, because I have dreams of I literally have dreams of of speaking at women's conferences and at conferences in general. And I mean, I, yeah, worship leaning around the world. I mean, I have dreams and I have things that that are inside of me. And so so this sometimes like being faithful in this, not just parenting and raising my kids, but even this, when I, when I still sometimes struggle with discontent and I still sometimes say, but God, I want to be doing that. And still God saying, but this is where I've placed you. So contentment. I, I think that message was so incredibly good and so incredibly needed, um, especially today where that whole movement of living your best life now um, and, and dreaming big and shoot for the stars is kind of, is kind of out there. But it's this balance beam, you guys. I see, I drew on my notebook. <laughs> I should show you guys my notebook. Anyways, I, I drew on my notebook uh, a little balance beam. And on one side is dream and vision. And on the other side is today. And this is the balance that we struggle with. And I, 
I tend to, when I speak, be more on the side of dream vision. And the reason is, is because I think more often than not, especially in the homeschool realm to the audience that I'm speaking to, we are, we are sometimes just, just, uh, what's the word? Overcome or stuck or feeling stagnant or feeling trapped by today. And we're just wrapped in and we just think this is it right? That's the lie the enemy brings to us. This is it. This is it. This is all. And I, I've explained that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to post a YouTube video uh, today, probably, where I'm going to talk about my story behind Gather Around Homeschool. And that was the, the lie the enemy had brought to me in my homeschool, was that this was it. This was the best I could hope for. You just survive. Survive and get through it. And the and, and I felt like God said to me, sorry, excuse me. I felt like God said to me, um, why are you settling? I said life and life abundantly. Why are you settling? And so because I see that happen more in the audience that I'm talking to, I, I tend to lean a little heavier in into the dream vision side of being the person that encourages you to dream bigger, that God has a plan for your life, that that he has plans and purposes that he is going to see through. I tend to want to speak that life into you and light that spark that's already there and, and just speak that in because I know my audience. Um, so I want to talk about both because I, I feel like you have to, number one, know your audience. If I talk so heavily on you need to be content in the season you're in, when you guys have been in that season for, you know, 20 years and it's not changing and you are feeling like it's never going to change, I, I feel like I, I generally more need to speak into that. But I want to talk about them both and and how we balance that. So this one side is that I'm very passionate about because I'm living it. I'm living it. I, I've never just been a mom, ever, 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 ever. I've always been a worship leader. I've always been um, involved in, in some capacity. I was involved in youth group. I've always been um, pursuing some sort of business idea or MLM company or something, always. There's always been this inner drive and desire to, to be, to do, to accomplish. That's just part of my personality. So so I have always been kind of searching and, and I'm a dreamer and I'm a visionary and, and, and reaching out for more. But on the same side, I, I do believe very strongly in my kids and my family coming first. And so balancing those two things is difficult because I'm a dreamer. I'm like running, running, running. And then it's like, wait, I left my family behind. <laughs> Run back. Okay, guys, come along with me. And you know, urgh. okay, I'm going to turn around from moving forward and I'm going to focus here for a minute. And then quick, I'm running, running, running. Let's go guys. Let's go. Because I, I am always running, I'm always running. So I am passionate about sharing both sides of this because I've seen both sides of this in my own life. There have been times when I have been benched from worship leading. And let me tell you, that's incredibly difficult. But there have been times when I have felt like God has has told me to back off in things, whether that's in my business, whether that's even in friendships and how busy I am so that I can focus on my family. And there have been times that he has forcibly made that happen through sickness or whatever else where I have had to. I have had to in seasons of my life. There's no option. I'm home because I'm home. And so I have, I have had those moments where God has said, focus in right now. This is it. Like you're not doing anything else. And so I, I've seen both sides. I've seen both sides of this pendulum of this balancing act that we do. And so I want to speak into you guys 
for both. Because if you are in a season where you have been home, you've been invested, you've been pouring into your family, and you are you are you want to be used by God, you want to do more, you want to um you you just have this dream and vision, and you've been questioning, is this it? Then I I feel like the word for you this morning is that God will use you. God will use you. You guys, he will. He will use you whether it's in the small capacities or the big. And sometimes the small capacities we think actually have big, big impact. But I believe that a lot of the dreams that I've had, these ideas, like that for me, this this idea of me speaking in, in conferences and about God, and I believe that that's going to happen. I really do. I actually am 100% confident one day that's going to happen. I'm going to switch gears and that's going to be what I get to do. That's going to be it. Because I, I've seen so many times it happen where my dreams and my ideas actually come from him and that one day I'll get there. But right now, now, this is where he's placed me. And so you cannot stop dreaming. You cannot stop looking forward. You cannot stop praying and asking him, here am I, send me, what do you have for me? Because he will use you. He is looking for people who are willing to be used by him. So don't stop dreaming. Don't stop Don't stop looking for more and, and dreaming for bigger. I believe that that is a God-given thing inside of us. And as long as we are surrendered to him and hearing his voice, that he's going to use you in that if you are a willing person. On the flip side of that, if you are in a season of looking so much to something else and running so much after something else that you feel like you are um, leaving behind your family a little bit or that you, maybe it's not family, maybe it's what you're in in your work or your job or um, just what you're doing right now that you're struggling to find contentment in because you you want so much more. Pray about it and ask God. If if you are supposed to be running into something else, sometimes discontent has been the exact thing that has prompted me into the next season that God has for me. That was the story with Gather Around Homeschool. Discontent prompted me into that. But it wasn't because of my own strength of, I'm discontent, I'm going to do this. It was, I'm discontent praying about it. God, why? What can I do? And him giving me the idea and the vision for Gather Around Homeschool. So so discontent isn't always a bad thing. In fact, I think that it usually means, and I say this in my, in my YouTube video, but I believe that it usually means that God is about you're on the precipice of the next season and that you're about to walk into something discontent is a warning sign of of something's about to change and shift but it can change and shift because you force it to or it can change and shift because you pray about it and God leads you into the next thing that he has for you so there's I think a right way and a wrong way to do that so I encourage you if you are in that season of discontent if you're in that season of today and just walking the steps today maybe you feel like you're in in the mud and you're just kind of trying trudging through, then pray about it and say, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? If it is what I'm supposed to be doing, then give me the strength and 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 encourage me and, and give me the patience to walk the path that you have called me to. Because we need people who will walk the path that God has called them to, big or small, because he will use everything big or small for his big plan. Or are you supposed to be? going into the next vision that he has for you. And he's saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. I have something for you. So I guess that's my word for today as my kids get super, super, super loud. Um, I I sum it up with this. I have it at the bottom of my thing. Dream big because God will use you. Don't diminish today because God is using you. He is using you, you guys. 
He is faithful despite our bad attitudes of woe is me. This is so difficult. I wish that I was I was being used for what I really could be. My gifts aren't being used. God, you've given me these gifts and I'm just sitting here stagnant. And, and why, why, why? He can use you despite your attitude. Trust me, because he's used me despite mine. He is faithful to use you if you want to be used. And really, actually, even if you don't, because God will see his purposes accomplished. It actually doesn't all rely on us, which is super big weight off of our shoulders. So I just encourage you today. I don't know if you are on one side of that or the other. I don't know if you needed to hear the dream and the vision, or if you needed to hear the warning, or if you needed to hear just the encouragement to plod on, on the path that God has given you. But I encourage all of you in, in whatever capacity God is using this in your life to, to seek him for it. Not anybody else. Don't ask anybody else. Ask him what he has for you. Because Time and time and time again, when I have done that, when I've asked that question, when I've surrendered to his will, oh guys, his dream is so much bigger than mine. So much bigger than mine. I never could have dreamed gather around homeschool. Never. This is so much bigger than anything I could ever have imagined. And and it's all him. If I were to step out into something, it would have been the wrong thing. And it would have been so much smaller. He has a dream that is so much bigger than ours. So I encourage you, partner with him in this and ask him what he has for you because he is so faithful and he is so good. So that's it. I'm going to wrap it up and go and deal with my crazy family. Um, But I wanted to encourage you guys today and be faithful with what I felt like God was asking me to do. So that is why I did it. And I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Um, Feel free. You can come over to my blog, which is homeschoolon.com. You can click on podcast in the menu and you can find this episode and you can comment there. I would love to have you subscribe to me here on, on iTunes or do a quick star review rating. Anything helps me here on iTunes to get seen and found by more people. Um, and otherwise, you guys feel free to always send me an email, Rebecca at homeschoolon.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I just bless you. I bless you to have um, every thing that God has for you today. I bless you to walk in everything he has for you. And I bless you to stay focused on the path that he has given you and not to look to the left or the right, not to compare yourself with anybody else's journey, not to get distracted by anyone else's journey or by either judging or looking to or or putting someone on a pedestal, but just to stay focused on the path and the race that is in front of you and to run that race. So I bless you guys. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you again on Monday.